0: from RF Smart. This is Taking
1: Inventory, a podcast all about better controlling your supply chain and improving inventory management. And now your host, Sarah Archer.
0: Hi, everyone. It's Sarah. This month, we are bringing you something a little bit different. We recently teamed up with our fellow NetSuite partner, SourceDay, and our customers, STH and Echelon Fitness, to discuss supply chain disruption and how technology has helped these companies overcome this and other challenges. The content is so great. We wanted to make sure you had a chance to hear it. So if you have any questions, make sure you look at the show notes or email info at rfswork.com. Thanks for listening and I hope you enjoy the discussion.
2: Welcome everybody. I'm really excited for you to be joining us. We have a really great panel discussion. We'll be focusing on overcoming disruption with first mile technology. So some quick introductions of the great panel that we have today. My name is Colby Young. I'm the VP of our NetSuite business unit here at SourceDay. Just a little bit about SourceDay. We are a built for NetSuite technology partner and we are purpose-built to extend NetSuite's purchasing capabilities to the supplier network for product organization. So instead of emails, spreadsheets, and phone calls to manage all the important data on your purchase orders and supplier collaboration, SourceState extends NetSuite's capabilities to those vendors to make sure you're always in lockstep and NetSuite has all the information it needs from a supplier collaboration standpoint. That's me, I'm your co-host for today. Our other co-host is Ruth Rosenstock from RF Smart. Hey, Ruth.
0: Hey, Colby, thanks. So. As we mentioned, my name is Ruth Rosenstock, and I am a partner manager here at Smart. And basically what I do is I look after the partner network when it comes to Smart. And Smart is also a built-for-NetSuite solution. It focuses around warehouse management solutions. So focusing with all product-based companies when they're moving inventory, whether that's in a warehouse or manufacturing it, we really help bring the mobility to that capability within NetSuite. And fun fact is we're built right onto the NetSuite platform, so it interacts very well with the solution. And so that's it for me, and I'll move it over to JD.
1: Well, thank you all very much for having me. Yes, I'm the CFO for STH, also fractional CFO for Cougar USA, same business structure. They're just based out of Houston, we're based out of Maryland. A little bit on me, my background, I actually grew up in a CPA firm, working focused on small businesses and getting the best bang for the buck while consulting, while also doing the taxes. And then I've been with STH for the last 10 years in the pump industry. So thanks JB.
2: And our other panelist is Greg Dahlstrom with Echelon, VP of supply chain. Welcome Greg.
3: Thank you. Hi, I'm Greg Dahlstrom, VP of supply chain. So I manage distribution, logistics, demand planning, warehousing for Echelon fitness, and we are the up and coming great Connected fitness solutions. We sell bikes, rowers, treadmills, connected fitness equipments with live on demand classes and other fitness
2: equipment. Awesome. Thank you, Greg. We'll really appreciate you both. Ruth and I are excited to have you on and really excited to have the perspective of both JD from really CFO finance perspective and Greg from an ops supply chain perspective for the discussion today. So, just to recap, the main four Talking points we're gonna be going over is first evolution of supply chain in the last decade. I will talk then about the effects of the pandemic on first mile and last mile delivery and how that's related. And really companies are looking at first mile supply chain differently. And then lastly, how first mile technology can really help you out to manage all this disruption. So those are going to be the four themes and and let's dive right in. So first and foremost, both are well into your careers and and have great experience both in finance and ops and in different areas of industries. Looking back a decade or so, what are some of the major supply chain challenges that you were dealing with then? And, And what did that look like and how did that? affect your strategy of running your business, looking back a decade ago?
1: I'll go first, if that's all right, Greg. So for us, a lot of our products are engineered, right? They're engineered product that are bid spec. You have to meet the requirements. And 10 years ago, there were maybe some foundry issues or some occasional small part or piece, but the first mile for us was really making sure that we were just educating our customers and knowing that we had build time right? Because we were building a spec where that's not the case today as much, but that was our major issue was just making sure that our customers knew the products we had for them, the factories were going to be able to get it out. Pretty much here's our window, right? We could tell you every time this is pretty much what it was and having things on the shelf and available at your fingertips was not anywhere near as big a problem 10 years ago.
3: Yeah, and from my perspective, being more on a retail side of the business for most of my career, you think about a decade ago first mile was never uh, an area of much concern most businesses expect a certain percentage of your first mile cost in your financials so it wasn't a huge concern it was more just making sure you have goods and the focus 10 years ago is more especially in retail i mean that's really the emergence of amazon that's when really amazon was getting large and so everybody's focus is on the last mile. The last mile getting close to the customers you're service you shorten the lead time to customers and and from the procurement aspect of the last mile carrier shipping logistics all was much easier back in that time right i think back 10 years and that was coming out of that the housing crisis recession that we had and that was the heyday from a shipping and logistics perspective in terms of procurement you had deflated rates and people are clamming, clamoring for your business and willing to do whatever it takes to get your business. And at that time, it was easy from a procurement standpoint to focus on last mile was really where things were focused at that
2: time. Yeah. So definitely much more of a focus on last mile 10 years ago. And first mile we hear a lot is it was just tactical, you know, you got it done and the strategy wasn't there. So it sounds like 10 years ago, the strategy was much more focused on last mile. So back to 10 years ago or so, you know, what were some of the financial or operational impacts that, you know, you were dealing with then, right? That then we'll talk about some of the things you're dealing with now that maybe put a shade on your business, or you were really rolling up your s- sleeves to figure out back a decade ago.
1: I mean, just like Greg said, we would look at freight. We would look at some of the other areas, but it wasn't near as much of the focus that it has to be now and today. You always have a competition issue, right? Getting the right personnel, the right people in the right places, making sure they're educated, I don't think that on, on the products and the, not what you need them to have knowledge in, so I don't think that's really changed much, but it's almost hard to think about this as going, right. What compared to today, or at least the last 18 months, it's like, wow, we worried we had an issue in the first mile. It, it was still, for us, we're more of a representative and then a final service. It was more of just, okay what's the new product what are we going to take to market next and what are we hoping that we're going to get our engineers to look at for next year and from my perspective from the cfo side of things it was really more just all right do we have enough in the budget based on what the next the preceding two years were for my numbers and acquisitions right and or in my inventory do i have enough what i need projected it wasn't getting it 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 wasn't what's that first mile it really wasn't 10 years ago it's a lot of just How do I sell more? And one other thing I'll add about
3: a decade ago at the same time, there's a lot more focus on lean, just in time strategies for a lot of businesses, right? And those were hot topics. A decade ago, a lot of companies adopting that methodology. I mean, it's been around for a longer period of time, but it was still a pretty hot topic then, and now there are important concepts, but those that found themselves being very lean, really just in time really struggling with the last couple of years really struggling there so there, there's been a shift there in terms of how much of a focus and the importance to put on true just in time from
2: inventory cycle yeah that's a really great point and we hear that a lot and speaking with customers just like y'all in the field that it was all about just in time and how do we have the best inventory turns possible And now we'll talk about some of those changes. We hear allocations all the time now, and there's no lean, there's no just-in-time. It's we need to buy as much as we can. So that is a a big difference. Ruth, I know you wanted to talk a little bit about the last couple years of transitioning from a decade ago to, I mentioned, 18 months ago.
0: Yeah, I did. And it's funny, Greg, that you touched on that just-in-time piece of it, because you're right, like working previously, I forgot to mention, I worked for NetSuite before our smart and. There were certain things that I really heard a lot in the field and that just in time was a big one and that it's interesting to look at the last couple of years and that being one of the effects. But when we look back at those last couple of years and we can all admit that it's been a crazy two years and that there's been multiple supply chain challenges during that time. For both of you, what what new challenges came up over the last years that were different from before?
1: So I'll build off a little bit off of what Greg was saying earlier was because everybody in the manufacturers were all doing a lot more of the just-in-time. They were forecasting forward with us. We didn't have to worry about near as much warehouse space. I wasn't worried about what do I have space rented? what Do I have shelf space to carry stuff? And that one is something that as a small business, we whether or not we were going to have inventory on hand wasn't anywhere near as big a deal. But in the last two years especially, it's been, do you have it? Because if you're the one that has it, you get to sell it. And so, That was not something I didn't 10 years ago, I wasn't doing near the cash forecasting for inventory, worrying about what I had available on hand. Or if I had the occasional old pump sitting around here and there, I was okay with having it for parts and pieces. Well, now that old inventory, knowing I have it where it is, is valuable because that older model might still work for somebody else. And how do I make sure I have it? How do I make sure that my team can get their hands on it and then I can get that bill out and get it back in so I can get the new stuff in. Where before we, we could keep a minimum and we were okay. But now it's probably the biggest one for us is how do we know what they have, the factory has in that first mile? What struggles are they facing?
0: And Greg, on your end, any kind of new challenges that you're dealing with? Yeah,
3: of course there is. I mean, and JD mentioned it on cash. Cash flow is so much more focused and important right now because you have been forced to Buffer different areas within the supply chain, right? Between securing raw materials to the production and production capacity. And we've had to build in production buffers due to just COVID lockdowns. And so most of our sources from China and we had our main city where we do manufacturing shut down an entire month. They couldn't produce anything. So there's variability that you have to plan for, but then there's the unknown variability that you're even having to plan for in addition to, right. So, and this is tying up your cash I and mean, and our suppliers, they're doing everything they possibly can to get you to pay them before you should. And we can get into that a little bit more and that's how technology, such as the source day comes in, in terms of trying to hold them accountable to. Timelines between committing to timelines of production, committing to timelines of shipping and when you truly should be paying them for the products that are getting produced. If you have that buffer just from a manufacturing standpoint, then of course, do you bring it overseas and then congestion at the ports, the congestion and the drayage, the, the warehousing congestion domestically, but previously, you never really worried about warehousing space because abundant. It's all over the place. It's pretty cheap. Now, I, I, I never really expected to be in a time where people in just general warehousing don't want your business. They've got enough. They're fine. We can't handle anymore. And so you're approaching things different with people, especially how you work with your partners and it's different nowadays It's really, you have to be a partnership with people and not just a transactional relationship. Cause if you're approaching it as a transactional relationship, you're going to get burnt so. Just that process of how we approach the business the relationships with the partners has been different the last several years. Greg, just out of curiosity,
0: any different priorities that you have today rather than what you had three years ago? Like yeah. You know, and now? that
3: is be easy to do business with. So mm-hmm. the more, and this goes not just for the customers, but your vendors, partners you're working with, the better you can be at a business partner, that's how you're going to be able to get the results you need when the times are difficult. So it's hard, but I try to make sure we're communicating better. So be a good partner.
1: I'll build off that being a good partner a little bit. Like Greg said, with us, because we're a rep firm, there are other people in the country that rep similar lines to we we rep to. And before we're even if we might have butted up lines a little bit or states or however our locations were separated, we might not have played as nice. None of this was ever make or break stuff on any of these deals, but you didn't really let the other person know what you might have going on or what product you might have available. Well, now we've all learned that working together and finding, like I stated earlier, finding where, who's got the old pump, who's got the old piece of equipment control or something that you might need so that person can help you out. So being a good partner with them. And I was actually telling Ruth this the other day, just on a check-in that RF Smart for us has allowed us to be able to have the visibility to help partners that we wouldn't have had before we probably wouldn't have had time to even go in there and say all right what do i have left in inventory especially some of the older stuff that didn't get scanned in or might not have been sitting around when we did our implementation or might have got moved between locations as we've had to acquire more space but having a product and a tool that you can have for yourself and then using the netsuite customer portal maybe to allow people to see in it allows them a little more of a glimpse of what you have on hand as well, where they might not have had to do it before or might take a couple of days to get it back. And having those tools at our hand is way more important than it was even three years ago. You never want to overpay. You never want to have money sitting on a shelf somewhere, but when you could get stuff pretty quick and you weren't as worried about replacing it, it wasn't anywhere near as important as now.
2: Yeah, that's all really great insights. and, And it, it really leads them perfect to the next scheme, which is the first mile is to be able to deliver on the last mile, right? We've been talking all about making sure the inventory levels are there, paying more if you have to, to make sure you can deliver on customer commitments. And we're all striving to meet customer demand. And that first mile is now so difficult. So the strategy certainly has shifted and it's been such a great discussion. I'm curious from both the you point of views, what are some of those operational KPIs that you're looking at every day, Greg, to try to keep your pulse on this first mile?
3: The focus right now is the, the costs and the cash that it's tied on. So cash flow and our costs, frankly, it's crazy that I, I never shifted. There's more focus on the first mile than there is on the last mile, right? Because of the impact that the first mile is having on the rest of the business. And so we know there's inflation things that are going on from the raw materials to the logistics costs, the warehousing costs, They've all been more difficult to maintain. And so we just are watching that because we have to change our strategy with our customers on how we price our products the agreements that we have with them are all based upon those inputs the first month before then did worry about it. Okay. Here's your price. We'll agree to a lot of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Fine. As long as you sell it, buy stuff from us, fine. Right now it's okay. There's the payment terms. The other terms that typically just come along within the contracts are now being a little more scrutinized with our customers to ensure that we have a healthy cash flow and our sales teams have to keep them in check because the costs are changing all the time. So they like to try and look at three months ago, the costs three months ago are not what they are now. And they're not what they're going to be three months from now. So if you're looking at some kind of a long-term deal, we need to have a little discussion about that because that's gonna impact part of the business. So it's the cause, right? The cost yeah. to bring things in, how it's gonna impact our cash or business, healthy, healthy business, right?
2: Yeah, so it sounds like in that regard, Greg, with so much change, pricing changes, it's paramount for your sales team, the rest of the organization to have all that data accurately, right? To have all your items skews, pricing updated and understand what tier discounting is. Can you talk a little bit about that as far as a data perspective with so much change and how y'all are approaching that?
3: Well, data is the king and it's difficult. Every business you're in, everybody has data challenge. Everybody talked about supply chain, visibility, right? But how you get there, and how much you invest in that visibility is, it's a challenge because everybody, all the solutions out there promote the visibility that you have. But at the end of the day, you need to have the partners that can give you easy visibility to your data. And that's part of the reason Source Day are smart. The technology nowadays, it's shifted, right? You look at 10 years ago, and this is something we didn't mention at the beginning for technology. So when when I look at technology partners it's up who can connect our data the best and display the data and connect it that's that's what's
2: We are certainly in a data age right now. And NetSuite is certainly built to be highly intelligent with the right real-time data So that's great insights. JD, it's gotta be music to your ears that the VP of supply chain is all about cash. Right? So curious if it's all in alignment with your business or if there's any other KPIs that you're looking at specifically in first mile from that CFO lens.
1: Well, I think it's less of in that first mile as much as the first mile got pulled in, right? To the same metrics that we always wanted to use and see before. And I'm smiling just because that's what I was saying earlier about getting out from behind the desk and working with your operations people, right? One little thing today makes a difference. One of the first ones for me was, hey, we got to get more warehouse space. And then I get a hand raised that, wait a minute, that's all well and good, but how am I going to manage it, right? Who's going to be there in front of it? And so I literally had to go out there and work with them and look at timesheets and go, how long is the pick pack ship process taking us? How are we making sure that when we get something that it's been allocated, that we're not promising it to three or four different people? That's definitely happened in the past where you think you've got something on the shelf and two or three different people try to sell it and it's only one unit down on, on the shelf. But I think that's the biggest thing. I know we, there's been this whole data, there's been the big communication piece, but it's, it really is the communication inside. It's not just, oh, this is my department and that's your department. And we just wait on reports to come and the executives might sit down once a week and go, well, what's your report say? Oh, this mine says this now and yours says this. No, this is an everyday, what's your data telling you? But if you're not in lockstep with your operations team, when you're making these decisions, you're setting yourself up for failure. If you don't give that visibility to everyone that needs it.
0: It's amazing how things have changed so much. With both of you, what are you doing to improve your first mile?
1: So this is
3: where source state comes in and the reason why we engaged in a partnership with source State. So when we're working with all of these overseas suppliers, and as I mentioned before, their incentive is to get you to pay them before you should, that's their incentive, at least with our partners, right? So when you have all these purchase orders that are just out there, you have all these purchase orders, process, these new purchase orders, purchase orders, that are shipped, knowing where each of them are in the life cycle is critically important because we've had situations where they come and say, oh, hey, let's ship today. Here's the document. Well, it actually didn't ship. It was not going to ship for another month, for example, or we've had situations where surprisingly there's a few suppliers where they actually ship stuff to us, we get it and we didn't even know it shipped. And you just can't run when, when you have, when the first mile has become so important, you can't have that kind of disorganization to what's going on because what's going to happen is if I don't realize certain things are shipping, I'm going to think I'm going to be running out of inventory and I'm going to be placing another purchase order and then I'm going to be spending more cash on that. So that has to be organized. And so that technology, that, that collaborative part of source day is what we want to be able to have with our suppliers and hold them accountable. because before we'd submit a purchase order, they never wanted to commit to a date. So now they have to go in. We submit this purchase order and this collaborative portal forces them to acknowledge and put a date that drives that accountability and that understanding between you and your suppliers, what's going to happen. So that collaborative technology is important in the first mile.
1: Yeah. So I think for us, a lot of times the, the first mile really starts with for us because we're a rep, it's making sure that we have that two-way communication with our factories, that this is what I have left on my shelf. This is what I'm turning for you. It's actually easier for us as smaller reps than it is for them. You would think they're most of them are these global multi-billion dollar organizations. Well, they're going to be struggling just to know themselves sometimes what's their last mile to us, or they're so caught up now what's in their first mile. Cause it's, that's the other part of this discussion is sometimes the first one that we're worried about, maybe they're not putting as much attention into their last mile like they used to. And so making sure that we're well aware, like Greg was saying, what's the status of the shipment? Where's it at? Did they meet the deadline they gave us? And then that puts us in the position of them to go, well, look, as so we say, we have an order with you. If you're not meeting it, we may have to cancel that because another group can meet it and you can't. And so having the visibility to know what the status are, getting the communication back and forth.
0: Yeah. And it's amazing because, I mean, you both brought up the visibility, the technology, the speed, how you looked at inventory and both obviously talked about the technology and that sort of source of truth, whether that's our smartest source day, NetSuite, everything combined, can really get that ultimate look at what's going on.
3: Yeah. One, one more thing I'll touch yeah. on related to the superheroes, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And, mm. and, and how technology plays into that because- it's harder to keep good employees now. It's harder to find good employees. So, when you find them, you want to keep them and you want to make the training easy. So, technology, and this is what I look for in the technologies. In the past, software and technology solutions were very bloated applications that have a lot of features, functions, can do a lot of things, but the training's like, right? Mm-hmm. I want things that people can basically look at and understand what they need to do as quickly as possible. And having solutions that makes it easy on your people is extremely valuable. Excellent point. Thank you for adding that.
2: Absolutely. It's Mm -hmm. learning any new system. Change can be hard. So making it simple, providing the necessary training and handholding, it's not your core competency, Greg or JD, to teach your people technology, that should be the vendor's core competency, and it is. So being able to make sure you partner with technologies that provide simplicity, like you mentioned, and hands-on white glove training is absolutely important. Very good. Well, really great insights from both of you. Thank you both so much. Really great discussion. You guys brought some interesting insights from your companies, your past in your profession, as well as your specific roles at your organizations. All right. Everybody take care. Thanks for joining us today.